0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Every night, Monday through Friday, NBC brings you the Fibber McGee and Molly program, transcribed, written by Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hutton. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. If you want your child to have the best education you can give him, won't you get a pencil and paper to take down the address I'm going to give you at the end of this message? Unless we start preparing now. In a few years, our public schools will be as behind the times as the Little Red Schoolhouse. Because of the high increase in our birth rate during and after the last war, it's estimated that by 1960, there'll be some 10 million more children in elementary schools than there are now. In fact, this fall sees the highest school enrollment in our country's history, 1,856,600 more students than last year. More equipment will be needed, textbooks, playgrounds, and above all, more elementary school teachers. To help assure your children of proper education, join and work with local groups and school boards. And for free information about how citizens and other communities are improving their schools, write to this address, National Citizens Commission for the Public Schools, 2 West 45th Street, New York 36. National Citizens Commission for Public Schools, 2 West 45th Street, New York 36. (laughs) Ever since Mr. McGee got home from downtown this afternoon, he's been wearing a look of eager anticipation. Chuckles mysteriously to himself now and then, and every few minutes
2: he hollers. Hey, Molly.
0: Yes, dear. Now, uh,
2: what time is it, you know? What time it is, what?
0: Yes, it's exactly three minutes later than it was the last time you asked me. Sit down and relax. You're as nervous as a cow in a pasture full of deer hunters.
2: Well, shucks, I just... What are you doing with the telephone? Oh, I'm just checking to see if it works today. I haven't heard it ring since I got home this evening.
0: Well, it's working all right. It just rang a few minutes ago while you were out front. It did? The phone rang? Well, why didn't you call me on the phone? Well, it wasn't for you. It was a wrong number. Are you sure? You sure it wasn't for me? Do you go by any other name than Fibber McGee?
2: Well, uh, well, down at the Elks Club, they call me Muscle. Muscle? Mm-hmm. That's short for Muscle Mouth.
0: Well, Muscle, this call was not for you. Well, what makes you so sure? They asked for Eunice Petrosky
2: Petrosky Who the nickel-plated heck is Eunice Petrosky
0: I don't know, but I feel reasonably sure it was not my husband. Oh, that ain't me. Now, why don't you sit down and read the paper while I finish getting the dinner?
2: Well, the paper's not here yet. I looked a while ago. Besides, I'm too restless to sit down, Molly, huh? I'm expecting an important phone call, and I want to be available.
0: Well, I don't know anybody more available than you are, sweetheart. Who's the call coming from? Has the White House got a problem again, or is this just Mr. Warren asking some legal advice?
2: <laughs> ah, you'll see, Titsy. You'll see. All I got to say is that certain people in this town, when they hear who calls up here to ask me to do what before a very exclusive meeting of whom, they'll change their opinion of how unimportant your husband is. That's all I got to say, and I can do it, too.
0: Hmm. Well, I probably shouldn't have asked you in the first place. Whatever it is, I'm sure that you... Company, come in. Oh, hi, old-timer.
2: Hello there, kids. Hi, Hi. Hey, Johnny.
0: Is your newspaper? I believe it is, Mr. Oldtimer. McGee was looking for it a while ago. Yeah, thanks, Oldtimer. Where'd you find it?
2: Right out front there on the top of your sugar maple, Johnny. About 30 foot off the ground. Oh, well, thanks a lot. One thing, though, if you're looking for your garden hose tomorrow, son, it's stuck up in the tree. Oh, fine. My gosh, you mean to tell me you threw our hose up there to knock the paper down with? No, I threw the hose up there to knock the rake down with. The rake? It stuck when I threw it up there to knock the tennis racket down with That. Stuck when I throwed it to knock down his catcher's mitt that stuck when I throwed it to knock down the newspaper, daughter. (laughs) My gosh, you've had a busy afternoon decorating our maple tree. You must
1: be wore out. Nope. I'm in the pink of condition, son. Comes from leading a good, clean life. I got five big don'ts in my
2: life. Five don'ts? I don't drink, don't smoke, don't gamble, and don't stay out nights gallivanting around. Yeah, but that's only four. What's the other don't? Don't you believe it! <laughs> so long, kid! So long. Don't hurry back. I'm gonna wish that phone would ring. What time is it? About
0: half past. What is this important phone call, anyway?
2: You you just be patient, Tootsie. All I can say is you'll be proud of me, that's oh, all.
0: Oh, no, McGee, I'm always proud of you, sweetheart. I don't care what people say. Hmm? Come on out in the kitchen and
2: talk to me while I finish dinner. Okay. Just so we don't miss the phone when it rings.
0: Oh, we'll listen. Well, what happened downtown today? Anything interesting?
2: Well, now that you mention it, a funny thing did happen right in front of the city hall. I was
0: just... Say, do you mind if I keep working while you talk? Oh, no, you go right ahead. As I was saying... I'll set the parakeet over here. Hi, birdie. (laughs) Isn't he cute? Go ahead, dearie. Okay, I was saying... Let me get to the sink there. I want to pour the water off these potatoes.
2: I'd expecting me to tell you this story if you keep interrupting all the time, Molly. If you'd rather not hear oh, it... Oh, I'm
0: sorry, them. sweetheart. You know I like to hear all the news from downtown. Go ahead, I'm all ears. Well,
2: as I was saying, I was on my way over to the city hall to talk to the street light department about when are they going to fix that light outside our window so I can read in bed when who do I run into but Frank Bisbee? In the wagon, the fire engine went home. Of course, of course, it wasn't his fault.
0: There, now dinner's ready. And would you believe it, Molly? That cop gave
2: him a ticket for jaywalking?
0: <laughs> would you mind repeating that again, McGee?
2: I said the cop gave him a ticket for jaywalking.
0: No, no, not that. The whole story. The whole story? That electric mixer made so much noise I couldn't hear a word you were saying.
2: <sighs> Come on, kiddo, let's eat. <laughs>
1: to West Vista in a minute. Within the next 20 seconds, a fire will break out somewhere in the United States. Lives may be lost, property damaged, homes or buildings destroyed. Yes, there are 4,600 fires in America each day of the year. They kill 11,000 persons and disfigure or severely burn thousands more. 90% of all fires which start in the home can be traced to human carelessness. By obeying a few simple rules of fire prevention from now on, you and I can protect ourselves and our families from this devastating menace. Rule one is don't smoke in bed or discard lighted cigarettes carelessly. Rule two, clean out old newspapers, magazines, and other inflammable debris. Rule three, promptly repair defective wiring equipment. Replace worn or frayed wiring as soon as you notice it. Fire won't wait until tomorrow. Rule four, use only those cleaning fluids which will not burn. And last but not least, be careful with matches. Keep them out of the reach of small children. Remember, it doesn't pay to gamble with fire. The odds are against you every time.
0: Would you like another piece of pie, McGee? There's
2: plenty. hmm I said, would you like another piece Listen, of Listen, was that the phone? Did you hear the phone? I thought I heard the phone. Did the phone ring?
0: Finish your dinner. When that phone rings, you'll hear it. Won't he, Birdie?
2: Well, I thought sure they'd call before now, and I Hey,
0: tell mother, what is this important phone call you're expecting?
2: Well you No, know, you no, know, yesterday when Doc Gamble told us the executive's club was looking for a speaker for the next week.
0: Yes, yes. I remember the doctor was supposed to speak and he had to cancel. Is that what you mean? Yep.
2: Yeah. That's it, Tootsie. That's what I'm waiting for.
0: What? Yep. Yeah. You don't mean you expect the executives' club to call and ask you to speak, McGee? And why not,
2: may I ask? Well, I didn't mean that quite the way it sounded, sweetheart. Oh, I hope not. After all, what's Doc Gamble got that I haven't got? I can make speeches. Oh, at the
0: drop of a hat, yes.
2: Gotcha. Right after we talked to Doc yesterday, a guy that he's undoubtedly the best friend I got called him up and recommended me for the job. Praised me very highly.
0: Wonderful. Who on earth did that?
2: Who do you think? McGee, you didn't (laughs) I sure did, kiddo I'll show Doc Gamble that thinks he's the biggest orator of few things I got some ideas for big business that'll stand them executive That's it That's it, I'll get it
0: Careful, Gary, watch out for the... Lamp Oh,
2: that rat to death Help me get my foot loose, I'm tangled up in the light cord Oh, oh, my ankle here,
0: let me help you out. Uh, never mind me. Answer the phone. Quick, Molly. Grab it. All right, Eddie. Oh. 79 was for Vista. Molly McGee speaking. Do they want me? Tell them I'll do it. Tell them I'll do it. I'll make the Just speech. Just a minute, McGee. I can't hear the man. Hello? Oh. Who? Eunice Petrovsky. Uh. No, I'm sorry. There's no one here by that name. That's all
2: right. No harm done.
0: No harm done, she says.
2: Oh, my thought for a minute there I was going to be laid up with a fractured ankle and wouldn't be able... To... Come in. Well, Dr. Gamble. Hello, my dear, and good evening to you, laughing boy. You mind if I come in? <laughs> As a matter of fact, doctor, I'm very glad you chose this moment to drop in. A likely story. Is the uh, executive club still looking for a brilliant, well-informed, highly intelligent speaker? To take the place of that half hour of hot air you were supposed to give him? I don't know, Sonny. The president seemed to feel that they'd have a hard time replacing me. Ha! <laughs> but, uh... Boy, the greatest thing that ever happened to that executive's club was you canceling out. Gives him a chance to get a real speaker. Who? Himself, Doctor. He expects a call. What? Yep. Yeah. When they call up here to plead with me to speak, oh, I'm... Oh, 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 stop it. You're killing me. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, gosh. Look, you noisy little face. The day the executive club calls to ask you to address a luncheon, I will buy you the finest box of cigars in town.
0: Well, you see, Doctor, the reason McGee expects them to call... Tell
2: him nothing, Molly. Tell him nothing. Box of cigars, eh, Patsy? Fifty-cent cigars. That's a deal. And you, doctor, are about to witness the finest example of timing since the invention of radio. Answer the phone, will you, my dear? Gladly.
0: 79 Wistful Vista, Eunice Petrat. No, Marley McGee speaking. Who? Oh, yes, 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 he's here. Just a minute, I'll ask him. It's for you, Diddy. Oh? The president of the executives club wants to know if you'll address their luncheon next week.
2: What? Hello? Yes, this is Mr. McGee. As a matter of fact, I think I can squeeze you into my schedule. All right? Well, I'll be a blank exclamation point.
0: (laughs) I thought you would, Doctor.
2: Yes, I'll be glad to. Ah, I'm never too busy to give young executives a shove on their way up. Or old execs a shove on their way down. I'll be very happy to be there. What's for lunch?
1: and Molly will be right back. A minute of your time if I may to remind you about some great radio entertainment that's headed your way on the NBC radio network. Tomorrow evening I'd like to recommend a new NBC program to you. It's Rocky Fortune and it stars Frank Sinatra. As Rocky Fortune Frank Sinatra follows up his dramatic triumph in From Here to Eternity with a straight acting role that you'll truly enjoy. On his new show Frank portrays a footloose adventurer drifting from job to job and finding an intriguing story at each stop. We know you'll enjoy Rocky Fortune once you hear it, so make it a date to be in the radio audience tomorrow evening to hear Frank Sinatra as Rocky Fortune. Also tomorrow night, listen to the wonderful music that comes your way when Eddie Fisher and Dinah Shore each provide a quarter hour of delightful entertainment. Yes, be on hand for two of the nation's most popular singers, Dinah Shore and Eddie Fisher, Tomorrow and every Tuesday and Friday evening on the NBC Radio Network. NBC has brought to you the Fibber McGee and Molly program, transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gant. And here are Fibber and Molly.
0: You know, I'm pretty impressed by this whole thing, McGee. Me too. Just imagine you addressing the executives club. Yep. What are you going to talk about?
2: Mm, About thirty
0: minutes. (laughs) It'll have to be funnier than that,
2: sweetheart. Yeah. Good night. Good night, all.
1: This is John Wall inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. day evenings laugh with Can You Top This on the NBC radio network.